0: Israel and the world. Shavach La'el, that's Hebrew for glory to God. Welcome today, beloved ones, to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia Marjorie, we're gonna be looking today at Yeshua's announcement to his people that he was the Messiah when he entered the synagogue, began to read from the book of Isaiah, and read the portion where Isaiah said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And after reading that, Yeshua said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your midst. I mean, that is so powerful wow. and dramatic that he was drawing a line in human history yes, yes. that I am the Messiah. Wow, God broken into our world he's just revealing he is that speaking God that has broken into our world and he he shakes everything up which he did when he came on on the land he shook up all the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and and he shook up their world and I I love it I, I it's, I call on Him to shake up my world so that I will be more conformed to Him. I know there's something about it. It's just a whole scenario. It's so impregnated with the power and presence of God. Yeah. And even as not everybody then could receive it, right. so too not everybody now can receive yeah. it. Right. But Yeshua said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Shalom uvruchah, beloved ones. Peace and blessings to you. Baruch Hashem. Bless the name of the Lord. I wanted to share with you an experience that I recently had just to illustrate that we always need to be paying attention to what the Lord may be saying to us. Before I actually share my personal experience, I just wanted to lay a biblical foundation for all of us in hopes that we'll get more and more in tune with the fact that our God is a living, speaking God. Now let's consider the book of Acts chapter number 2 where we find the episode of the Spirit of the Lord first given to the church. Many of us know the story. 120 first believers in Yeshua were gathered together celebrating the day of Shavuot or Pentecost. They were recalling how about 1500 years earlier, the Lord had revealed himself to them on top of Mount Sinai by appearing in fire on top of the mountain and then writing his law on the tablets of stone. And as they were thinking about this, and the reason they were thinking about it is because they were celebrating Shavuot, which is the Hebrew way of saying Pentecost. And according to the tradition of the ancient sages, it was on this day of Shavuot or Pentecost that the Lord appeared on top of Mount Sinai in fire during the Mosaic Covenant, and he wrote his law for the children of Israel on the tablets of stone, and Moses was on top of the mountain for 40 days receiving all the laws and commandments that Yahweh, the God of Israel, was bringing his covenant people into a relationship with him through. And so, as they were sitting in the upper room in Acts chapter 2, celebrating Shavuot or Pentecost, they were recalling once again how Yahweh, the God of Israel, had appeared to them on top of Mount Sinai in fire, how it thundered on top of the mountain, representing his voice and his power, and how he communicated to them by writing his law on the tablets of stone. As they were recalling that, sitting there in the upper room, Because again, it was Shavuot, and that's what they would have thought of on Shavuot. Suddenly, as they're sitting there recalling what God had done in their history, in the ancient past, now the same father that they had been contemplating about in terms of his working through Israel's history in the ancient times, suddenly the living Yahweh, the living God, now appears to them afresh, anew, and again, right there in the upper room, except this time he appears as a tongue of fire. And not just one tongue of fire, but the scripture says that over each one, over every one of the 120 individuals that were sitting there, an individual tongue of fire appeared above their heads. And then this living tongue, filled with ash, filled with fire, came through them and filled each one of the individuals they had received, the Ruach HaKodesh. And when they had received the Spirit... They began to speak, they began to prophesy the good news of Jesus in languages that they had never heard because there were people that were gathered there for Pentecost witnessing what was going on that spoke many, many different languages and in order that the gospel could be proclaimed in such a way that everybody could understand in their native tongue a supernatural unction A supernatural utterance was given to each one of those 120 that had received the tongue of fire to be able to supernaturally proclaim the good news of Messiah Yeshua in the languages of all the people that were gathered there so everybody could hear it. In other words, to give you an example, if I did not speak Chinese... God would give me a supernatural ability to speak Chinese just for a moment when I was witnessing to a Chinese person so that the Chinese person would be able to hear the gospel. That conceptually is what happened. But that's not the main point I'm wanting to make with you. I'm just describing historically what happened. What I'm really driving for is for us to consider in a more profound and in a deeper way The fact that the Holy Spirit appeared to the church in Acts 2 when He was given to us as, listen, a living tongue. Now, many of us know this, we've heard this, but I don't know if we've given it enough consideration in the sense that have we ever really pondered why the Spirit chose to manifest Himself to the church as a tongue? I mean, He had appeared... Over Yeshua when, Yeshua, when Jesus came out of the Jordan River, he appeared as what? As a dove. He appeared in other times as a rainbow. For example, Ezekiel saw the Son of Man in his vision surrounded by a rainbow of light. The Spirit of the Lord had appeared in different forms throughout history. But now when he was given to the church, he chose to manifest himself, listen, as a tongue. Tongue. Now, what does that mean? It means a great deal, right? What is a tongue? A tongue is a speaking oracle. If someone does not have a tongue, they cannot speak. The ability that we have to speak in terms of that which is able to create the noise comes through our tongue. And so, what was being communicated, beloved ones, to us when God gave us his spirit in Acts chapter 2, what he was communicating to us, listen, is that he will speak to us, that he will speak to us, he is a speaking God. By nature, God is a communicator, and he speaks. So knowing that God is a speaking God, and in fact, when he gave us his spirit, the first thing that we realize is that he has come as a tongue that we are going to hear him speak. Knowing this, should cause our senses to be very attuned and very aware that God is speaking so that we're always in our life looking around and wondering, what may he be saying to me? Because God is always communicating. In fact, in this same episode in Acts chapter 2, when these first believers were filled with this living tongue of fire, and it was so powerful it appeared they couldn't keep their balance because it was so overwhelming for them, even physically, the power of it. And others were looking on and saying, what is going on? These guys look drunk. And Peter stood up. Many of us know the story. And he said, these men are not drunk. He said, what you are witnessing is what was prophesied by the ancient Hebrew prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2 when Joel declared, behold, in the last day, saith the Lord, I will pour forth my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. In order to prophesy, you have to speak, right? There's that tongue, that living tongue of fire in Acts chapter 2. Peter said, what you're seeing is what was prophesied in Joel, that when the Spirit's poured out, you'll be able to speak. Why will they be able to speak? Because they're speaking by the living Spirit of God that is speaking through them. Your sons and daughters will prophesy so that you and I today can speak by inspiration of the Holy Spirit because the living God within us is speaking inside us. Number two, Peter said, your old men will dream dreams. This speaks of God once again speaking to us while we're asleep at night. We have a dream. God speaks to us in that sleeping state when we're between two worlds, between the physical and the spiritual world as we sleep. God oftentimes will choose to speak to us in a dream in that state because we're more receptive to the spirit. And then thirdly, Peter said what was happening in Acts 2 is that as a result of these first 120 believers receiving the Spirit, which had now been poured out upon the whole church, he said we would see visions. To see a vision also involves God speaking to us and us intuiting what he, listen now, is saying because he has spoken to us through a vision. We see something in the spirit. And I have a whole series on Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions if you're uh, interested in this topic. I don't want to get too far off tangent right now, but I go into great detail about what it means to dream dreams, how to interpret dreams. In fact, we have a book, Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions, focusing on dreams, the mystery of dreams, it's called, that I'd like to refer you to if you have interest. Rabbi Kurt, he has this evangelistic anointing. He is our desire combined. He provided with our team two evangelistic Jewish meetings. And hundreds of Jewish people came to these two meetings. It's uh, very important that Rabbi Schneider brought
1: this message because they wanted to hear it it from a Jewish person.
0: I am half Jewish. His words touched me. They entered my mind and my soul. I received Yeshua today. I feel Him in me and I know within me that it was real. When a Jewish person says, I'm gonna follow Yeshua, for many of them, they're making a decision to leave everything that's been familiar to them. Just like Abraham, who had to leave the idols and leave that all behind to follow the Lord to a place that he didn't know what it was gonna be like. So it's a big, big transition. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me minister to you and serve you today. I did the same thing that you're doing today.
1: God bless you. God bless you and
0: Beloved, I know that many of you can relate to this. As we age, we realize that we only have a short time on this earth. And everything we do here makes a difference. At the end of the book of Revelation, Jesus said, Behold, I'm coming quickly, and will reward to every man according to what he has done. One of the ways that we honor the Lord and make a difference as we're in this world is sowing into the Kingdom of God with our finances. If you believe this ministry is making a difference, I want to encourage you and ask you today to become a monthly partner. I believe, beloved, we're making a difference, and you'll be rewarded for it. I recently was really encouraged with the Lord through an experience in which he spoke to me that I wanted to share with you in hopes that it might lift you up to be paying more attention as to how God may be speaking to you in your life. So God speaks to us. We've, we've already examined that. That's why the Spirit was given us a tongue in Acts 2 to communicate. God is a speaking God. He is speaking to us now through his Spirit, those of us that have received, received him. And he speaks through prophecy, dreams, and visions. We've talked about that. He predominantly speaks through the written word of God. He also speaks, beloved ones, through circumstances. We need to be paying attention to our circumstances because Father will oftentimes reveal himself to us through circumstances, somebody we run into, etc. So what happened was I have a friend who was... Uh, In uh, the congregation that I used to shepherd in Toledo, Ohio. And he was sitting in a prayer room there. There's a 24-7 prayer room that we have in the facility there. It's been going now for over 12 years, night and day, 24-7. Someone's been in the prayer room. And as this friend of mine was in the prayer room, he was reading from the book of Isaiah. And as he was reading, suddenly a scripture popped out at him from the book of Isaiah. The scripture is, those that wait upon the Lord shall rise up like an eagle with wings, and they will run like youth and not grow weary. And he said that when he read that scripture, suddenly it was like it popped out to him and he, he felt like the Lord was saying to him, I want you to call and share that scripture with rabbi. And he wasn't quite sure whether that was the Lord or not. And then he's thinking about, should he call me about this or not? And suddenly, while he's sitting there thinking as to, you know, was this really the Lord telling me to call rabbi about this scripture? They that wait upon the Lord shall rise up like an eagle with wings. Suddenly, as he's thinking about whether he should step out in faith and call me, because he's never done that before, giving me a prophetic word, a woman walks in the prayer room, Her name is Diane Schneider, same last name as mine, and she's wearing a t-shirt with an eagle on it. So when he saw saw this, this woman walking in with an eagle on her t-shirt with my last name, he knew. So he reached out to me and told me about the scripture. So I was encouraged by it and I was thankful for it, but it was kind of general. You know, many of us have heard that scripture before. Some of you may have gotten a card with that scripture on it. Some of you may have even gotten a, uh, uh, you know, a plaque with that scripture on it or a, you know, a picture that you're hanging on the wall. I mean, it's a pretty well-known scripture. So I was encouraged by it, but it was kind of like general, so it didn't like put me over the moon, so to speak. But get what happened next. A few days after he calls me and gives me this scripture, and I write it down in my journal, You know, so-and-so called me up and they said the Lord had... Encourage them to share this scripture with me. And Diane Schneider walked in the prayer room right at that time with an eagle on her shirt, and so I wrote it down. A few days later, I look out my back window at home, and lo and behold, the first time I've ever seen this in my life, a literal bald eagle was sitting on a tree stump right in my backyard as clear as day. I mean, I saw the eagle's head. I saw the eagle's tail, the white head, the white tail. I saw the eagle fly away. I was blown away. And so I just wanted to share that with you today because our God, beloved ones, is a living God. He's at work in your life as you're seeking him, and he will continue to work in our lives even into eternity. Let's be paying attention. So Father God, we ask you to wake us up today. You said, he that has ears to hear Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Father, open our ears to hear we pray. We don't want to miss a word that you're saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Today, beloved ones, as we get back into the Word of God, we are continuing our study on Messianic Prophecy. We are now in Season 5 of Messianic Prophecy. This is Episode 1 of Season 5. Last time, at the end of last season, I was talking about from the book of Malachi that the Lord told us that before Messiah came, he would send a messenger to prepare the way. When Yeshua came to earth, some came up to him and said, you can't be the Messiah because the book of Malachi said that before Messiah comes, Elijah, the messenger, would come first. And Yeshua said, you missed it. Elijah did come. Elijah did come in the person of John the Baptist. So Yeshua said, John is Elijah if you can receive it. And so you can go back and get season four. I talked about that in the last episode of season four. I'm continuing on today with another huge prophecy that was given to the Hebrew people for the whole world in the Tanakh or in the Old Testament. I'm reading now from the book of Isaiah, chapter number 61, verse number one, speaking of the Messiah and what he would do. Hear the word of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade but the Word of God abides forever. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. So here we find the actual nuts and bolts of the type of heart And ministry that Messiah would have. Now what is important about this and what am I asking you to consider? I'm asking you to first of all consider the fact that many people when they think about God, they think of Him as so omnipotent, all powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, the beginning and the end, the eternal one, the limitless one. They think of Him as so big, and so cosmic, and so holy, and so other than that they lose fact of the point that God is also the most tender, humble, caring, loving person in all of His creation. God cares. Yes, He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He does judge sin. He is going to exterminate evil. But beyond that, beloved, he's loving. And the reason he came into the world in the person of Yeshua was to heal us. So listen to what Isaiah said again. He's speaking on behalf of the Lord. He's speaking in the first person, in the first person of Messiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners. Where do we see this fulfilled in the Brit in the New Testament? Word for word almost, we see it, beloved, in the book of Luke, chapter 4. I'll begin reading here in verse number 14. And Yeshua, Jesus, returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the surrounding district. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. And now I'm going to quote, beloved, from where I just read Isaiah 61 verse 1. Jesus gets in the synagogue as was his custom He opens up the portion of the Haftorah, the Torah reading, and what does he do? He opens it up to Isaiah 61.1 and he ascribes it to himself. He opened the book and found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed upon him and began to say to him, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I want you to know, beloved ones, the study of scripture and the readings of scriptures about the Messiah or Yeshua, it's not just an academic thing. He's a living person that wants to set you and I free. He came to deliver those that were oppressed. He he came to bring recovery to us, supernatural recovery. I speak over you right now, beloved one, supernatural recovery over your soul. Whatever in your heart has been broken. Maybe it's a relationship that broke your soul. Maybe it was being raised by parents that weren't whole. Maybe something else happened to you long life's journey that just stole your confidence and, and you're walking around now broken and depressed. I declare over you right now, in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, supernatural recovery and deliverance from oppression. Jesus is here. He's here for you today. He's alive now and, beloved, as we open our hearts, we will recover in Him. It's so important for us to lead lives of self-examination before the Holy Spirit. A portion of Scripture that I've really been examining my own heart in before the Lord is the portion where Jesus told the rich young ruler to go sell everything that he had and then to follow Yeshua and then he would inherit eternal life. This rich young ruler, he was a moral person, but he clung to his financial possessions. It was the most important thing in his life. And I've been lifting up my own heart to the Lord and saying, Lord, are my surrender to you in the area of my finances. I know, Abba, that I need to be completely surrendered to you in every area of my life. So help me to completely release my possessions and my finances to you. You see, many of you are like me. You have a hard time trusting God with your finances. You trust him in other areas of your life, but you haven't yet trusted him here. Beloved, I want you to know, Jesus wants to be the Lord of every area of our life. Let's honor him with our finances.
1: Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com, call 1-800-777-7835, or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter, Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. I'm
0: on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter six, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. (laughs) Yavarecheche Yahweh Vaishma Recha, Yaer Ya'we Panav Lecha, Vichune Lecha, Yisaya We Lecha, Ve'asem Le ha shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance and Father God is going to continue His beloved child to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering
1: the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. Throughout the scriptures, one of the primary ways God spoke to His people was through visions in their sleep. In his remarkable book, The Mystery of Dreams, Rabbi Schneider shares personal and biblical examples of how the Lord is still speaking to His people through their dreams today. Rabbi will lead you through revelatory teachings and a journaling experience to receive direction, encouragement, and even warnings from your dreams. Learn how to record and interpret your own dreams, preparing you for the future and launching you into your destiny. Order The Mystery of Dreams today. Call 800-777-7835 or visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. Are you living fully surrendered to the Lord? Next time on Discovering the Jewish Jesus, learn how to completely let God in so you can receive his healing power in your life.